Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, A Fun Faux Trade Offer. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Greg Zumach is one of the 83 billion people who have Cubs blogs in the universe. And um, he had an interesting idea. His uh, his site is North Side North Side Bound North Side Bound. Check it out. They've got some decent stuff. Um, they, he, they came up with North Side Bound is about five or six bloggers and they all chip in their own little thingy thingy and it's entertaining. It's worth checking out. Um, today they ran with a faux trade offer with the people from the Cleveland Guardians official CGB. I site, that's what it is on Twitter, at official underscore C-G-B-I. They came up with a faux trade, which is totally cool, totally cool. Not insulting, not demeaning, not we're going to force you guys to take this guy. No, no, no. It's It's an interesting trade offer. I don't know that I would sign off on it but I don't know that I wouldn't sign off on it. And if it happens, first off, (coughs) the two sites get credit because it makes sense. It really does make sense. Ideally, when you're talking about a trade, what you'd like to do is deal from strength to weakness. Let's talk about a football team, NFL football team. Let's say NFL football team has like six or seven really good linebackers, but they don't have a running back. Six or seven really good linebackers, but they don't have a running back. Other team has four good running backs, but they only have two good linebackers. Trade a running back for a linebacker. See? Easy. Well, it doesn't always work out that well. But that's the basic premise. Find something you are good at. Take advantage of that thing that you are good at. Whatever the heck it is. What is the thing that you are good at? Do that. Do that incredibly well. Embarrassingly well. And use that to cash your checks. (laughs) Basically, you know, if if you're a bookkeeper, be a bookkeeper. Do the bookkeeper thing and use that to cash your checks. If you're good at developing pitching, develop pitching. When you have excess pitching, trade your excess pitching, get back the things that you want. Kind of basic, no? Makes sense? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Um, As of now, if you are looking at the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, both the Major League Chicago Cubs, 
the 40-man roster Chicago Cubs, the upper minors Chicago Cubs, the middle minors, the lower minors, the Dominican Summer League minors, everything across the board. If you were to say, what is something that the Cubs are possibly a little bit short on? A little bit short on. What would that be? Now, I know some of you guys are being uh, sarcastic and naughty and uh, incorrigible. And, and, and your list is like 79 items long already. And I just finished the sentence 15 seconds ago. What is it? That, oh, they needed this. They needed that. They need an owner. They needed da, 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 da. Seriously, what is it that you think over the next 18 months, the Cubs are probably, probably a little tiny bit short on. Now, let's ask the same question for Cleveland. You might not be familiar with the Cleveland Guardians system, but what they've been doing here recently is they basically spit some uh, spittle on the sidewalk and turn it into a major league starting pitcher. They go out, they get some guy from some college that even scouts aren't even aware of. He's the guy, he's not the Friday guy, he's not the Saturday, he's the Sunday guy. Maybe he's the guy that comes out of the bullpen. He, he has an ERA of four and a half. The Cleveland Guardians pick him up, do some magical throwing dust on him, and now all of a sudden he's throwing 97 with a filthy sinker. Cleveland develops pitching like bees hang around honey. It's what happens. Cleveland develops pitching. How are the Cubs doing on pitching? What? You say the Cubs might be able to use a little bit of pitching? Oh. Hmm. We might want to store that in our memory banks, eh? Um, as you look at the Cubs 40-man roster, I'm not looking at it right now, but you, you've seen it enough. You've seen it enough. Uh, there's talk they're going to, well, it, Ian Happ's going to stick around. Jason Hayward's still around. Um, they have a whole bunch of guys that are fringe 40-man roster type of guys. Whether it's a Greg Dykeman or maybe you want to throw Alfonso Rivas out there. Um, Alexander Canario, you have Nelson Velazquez, you have a whole bunch of outfielders that, yeah, they're there, but they're not there. Fair assessment. They're there, but they're not there. They're possibly going to be good. They're possibly going to be not good. We haven't exposed them yet entirely. We don't know. We don't know, but they are taking up 40-man roster spots. Now, let, let's jump back over to Cleveland. Cleveland has hung in there rather well with a whole bunch of young pitching, some of which is getting developed, some of which really isn't yet, um, despite the fact that their offense has been cat piss. They're, they're, they're off, my brother's uh, an Indians fan. Their offense, cat piss. I'm being generous. Their offense is cat piss, especially their outfielders. Their outfielders are cat piss. Huh. That's interesting. The Cubs have an excess of outfielders and a shortage of pitching. The Indians have a shortage of outfielders and an excess of pitching. 
Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? And that's what the trade is. That's exactly what the trade is. I saw that there was a trade. I didn't see what the trade was. I had to look the article, which is all good. And uh, I was expecting to get all bent out of shape and, you know, angry because there's like four names going this way and three names going that way and two names being dragged in. No, 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 no. Cubs to Cleveland, Alexander Canario. Cleveland to Chicago, Xavion Curry. Hey, I like them both. They both were in high A this season. They were both in both levels of A ball this season. Xavion Curry started against the Myrtle Beach Pelicans and dispatched of a bunch of the um, underage players on Myrtle Beach. Oh, why didn't Ed Howard hit in Myrtle Beach? Well, because it's hitting against Xavion Curry, who played three years at Georgia Tech and was amazing. Seventh round pick. I didn't quite understand that at the time. Still don't understand it. But uh, Xavion Curry. Oh, I better. I, I have. I have his page up here. Let me see. I said seventh round. Yeah, seventh round. Seventh round, 2019, out of Georgia Tech. Xavion Curry, Xavion Curry, X-Z-A-V-I-O-N. Georgia Tech, freshman year, 5.23 ERA. Sophomore year, 4.18 ERA. Junior year, 4.08 ERA at Georgia Tech. Um, numbers as a junior, not particularly good. But he was one of those players who it looked like something might develop, even though it hadn't yet. And Xavion Curry, drafted in the seventh round, um, well, didn't pitch in 2019 as a professional because he'd pitched 57 innings as a collegiate. And they decided, yeah, we really don't need to see anything from you now. And then 2020, didn't pitch at all. So 2021 was his professional debut, even though having pitched three years at Georgia Tech, and he's pitching against Kevin Made and Ed Howard, and Cubs fans are wondering, why can't Kevin Made hit this guy? Well, because Xavion Curry had 232 college innings, 232 and two-thirds college innings. Kevin Made had zero college innings. Ed Howard had zero college innings. You think maybe the guy who has 232 and two-thirds innings pitched at the ACC level might have just a little tiny skosh of an advantage over someone who's never, ever, 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 ever played college baseball? Maybe just a little bit, tiny bit. <coughs> Xavion Curry started in... <coughs> excuse me. Started in low A Lynchburg. Five games, five starts, 25 and, two, uh, 25 and one-third innings, 12 hits, four walks, ERA 1.07, run average per nine, 1.42, a whip of 0.632. Uh, you don't need to be there. Gets called up to Lake County where he gets to play against South Bend. 
13 games, 13 starts, 67 and two-thirds innings, 53 hits, 12 walks, 80 strikeouts, whip of point zero uh, of 0.961. Now you don't need to be there. Gets called up to Akron. One start, four and two-thirds innings. Struggled a little bit there, but hey, you know, he, his first full pro year, and he's already in double-A ball. Yeah, that's kind of good. That's basically who you're looking at. Uh, let me scroll back up here. 511-190. So kind of along the lines of a um, Stroman-sized guy. You know, shorter guy. Not 6'2", not 6'3", not 6'4". But absolutely blowing through the Cleveland system. And would make perfect sense in Tennessee as a starting pitcher if the Cubs would make a trade. Alexander Canario, presumably you're familiar with him, has some very good pop, um, reasonably good defensively in right field, um, played him a bit in center as well, some interesting stuff going on there. It's not a case of unloading this guy or unloading that guy or this guy's horrible or I hate that guy or I detest... No, it's... The Cubs could probably use another pitcher. Cleveland could probably use another outfielder. Again, I don't know that I'd pull the trigger on the trade, but if I do see either Canario for Curry or anything like Canario for Curry, I would chuckle because that's a damn good trade. You know, that, that's a damn good trade idea. It's tough to say, no, that's stupid. It's really tough. It sounds like the people involved in the trade did some back and forth thing, and this didn't quite work, and they discussed that guy, and maybe this other guy, and maybe this other thing, and finally they came to Curry for Canario. It's like, yeah, let's, let, let's go with this. It's fun. They did homework. The Cleveland guy researched the Cubs pipeline. The Cubs guy researched the Cleveland pipeline. People learned things. Would Xavion Curry make sense in the Cubs pipeline? You ask questions. You ask pointed questions. You ask which is a player that the other team might be interested in, not some broken down guy. This guy has a 4.98 ERA in rookie ball. Let's trade him for a top 20 prospect. No, that's stupid. Don't waste your time. Do the research. Learn some stuff. Float some ideas. (coughs) Trade someone that makes sense for the other team and get back something that makes sense for you. This is a cool trade idea. This is a cool trade idea. Now, the step beyond, I'll just go a little tiny bit of a step beyond because it's kind of fun to do the step beyond thing. Since Xavier Curry was a seventh round draft pick in the 2019 draft out of Georgia Tech, Had shaky numbers. What sorts of players 
might make sense for you as a college baseball consumer. And yes, I'm assuming that at some point you may become potentially a college baseball consumer because what the heck else are you going to be watching in February? I don't know. Maybe you actually like NBA games. Um, You get your team. You get your team. You have your squad. I have a Bleed Cubby Blue article coming out with a uh, bit of a heat map. As far It's not really a map. It's a list. I don't do maps. I'm not that talented. I write things. I don't have maps. Um, list of a bunch of schools. List of a bunch of schools that have players that might be drafted by the Cubs in either the first or the second round that I'm not currently planning on having on my heat map. My heat map, I've got my 12 names. I mentioned them before. I'll mention them again because I'm here and I'm looking at the sheet. Peyton Paulette, Arkansas, pitcher. Elijah Green, outfield. IMG Academy in Florida. Centerfield, Andrew Jones, Wesleyan High School, Georgia. Shortstop, Brooks Lee, California, Cal Poly. Infield, Tamara Johnson, Mays High School, Georgia. Right-handed pitcher, Dylan Lesko, Buford High School, Georgia. Third base, Cam Collier, Mount Perrion High School, Georgia. Yeah, four Georgias. Um, shortstop, Carter Young, Vanderbilt. Infield, Jace Young, Texas Tech. Gavin Cross, outfield, Virginia Tech. Jason Jones, infield, Braswell High School in Texas, which is not Georgia. Outfield, Chase DeLauder, James Madison. Those are the 12 guys I'm going to focus on, especially the six college players. Especially the six college players. Now, I'm going to be paying attention to others than those six, but my list on Bleed Cubby Blue coming out to, uh, this afternoon will have a list of other schools that have other players who, huh, this guy might be worth following. Schools like, Arizona, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, Duke, etc., 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 Georgia Tech. Pick a school, pick a school, pick a school, pick a school. Pick a school. It doesn't have to be, I'm marrying myself to this team for the rest of all time. This is more about, hey, Peyton Graham. He's on the top of Tim's list as far as players that Fangraphs value that Tim's not prioritizing. Peyton Graham is the third baseman for Oklahoma. Take Oklahoma as your team. You, you, you don't have to learn the theme song. You don't have to learn the entire history of everything about Oklahoma baseball and basketball and football. Pick a team. Pick a squad. Have a guy you're following. When you have that team that you're following, you I'm going to follow Oklahoma because Peyton Graham is a third baseman and might be considered by the Cubs in the first or the second round. Either or, I'm going to follow Oklahoma. You follow Oklahoma, you find out Peyton Graham's not the only guy on that team. They also got a couple of pitchers. Hey, th this one pitcher, he, he, he throws 94. 94 and has a really nice slider and a nice changeup, etc. Whatever, 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 whatever. Who, whichever team, whatever guy, you're going to have players that are interesting. 
How do you find the Xavion Curry in your universe? Following a team. Hey, I actually think this guy might be a good pro. Well, what do you know? You, you, you don't work for Fangraphs. You don't work for Baseball America. You don't work for Baseball. I know baseball. I watched the guy. He changes speeds. He gets three pitches over. He's got a little swag to his game. I'm kind of good with him. Hear the announcers talk. He sounds like he's a decent guy. He doesn't like hit people and start fights and all that stuff. Find a team. Find a guy. Yeah, I'm going to lead with this. I'm going to follow this team. This guy's the leader of the band. This guy, this guy's the front man. I kind of like the bass player and the uh, the guitarist is okay and the drummer keeps a good beat. Follow the team. Follow the team, at least until the um, MLB lockout is over. So yeah, I got an article coming out. should be out like four or something. Um, check it out. Check out the article. Check out the list of schools that might be somewhat underrepresented. And pick a squad. Pick a squad. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that much of a time commitment. You know, how long would it take to become somewhat familiar with Oklahoma's baseball team or Duke's baseball team? I don't think North Carolina's on my list. North Carolina's always got a good team. Florida's on my list. Florida State's on my list. Scads of teams on my list. And scads of teams that aren't on my list. Pick a squad. Learn the players. Know the players. Just a little bit about them. Hey, I see where... I didn't watch the game, but I see where that uh, Saturday night guy, who I kind of like more than the Friday guy... Yeah, I know the Major League's back, but the guy I kind of dig on Saturday nights, he's uh, he's 6-1 and one now. He has a whip just a little, little, little tiny bit below one. His walks to strikeouts are fantastic. Why wouldn't a team be interested in him? Now you're digging deeper. Now you're digging deeper. Baseball is not entirely Major League Baseball. There's a mental flaw going on here. There's a mental flaw going on here. So many baseball fans, especially Northern baseball fans, think all of baseball is my Major League Baseball team. And possibly watching Otani, watching Trout, watching a couple other specific players. Baseball's a wide, wide universe. Probably got a high school within how many miles of you? How close is the high, closest high school to you? I don't know where you live, but I, probably you have a high school within what? Five, ten miles of you? And they might even have a baseball team. Now maybe you're out in the uh, uh, rural district and you're not really that close to a high school or the nearest high school to you isn't big enough to have a baseball team, etc., etc., etc. But hey, find 
a squad. Find a squad that's actually good, that actually has a player that you're kind of interested in. And also, if you're really, really, really motivated and actually like baseball, find that college team within 30 miles of you. Find that college team within 30 miles of you that has a squad. Well, that team, they, last year they went 8-21. and 21. They're ten, Go watch them play. Go support them. Pitcher strikes out a hitter, cheer for him. Guy hits a double to drive in a run, cheer for him. Yeah, it might cost you a couple of bucks to buy a ticket. But that's what's called supporting baseball. Supporting baseball is not giving your paycheck to Rob Manfred. Supporting baseball is, here are some kids who are out trying to learn, out to get better, out to better themselves, possibly get a scholarship, da-da-da, whatever. Follow them. Pay attention to them. Be supportive of them. When Major League Baseball comes back, sure, have at it. Go ahead, no problem, whatever. Rob Manfred is not the czar of baseball. He's not the czar of baseball. He wants you to think he is. He wants you to think that baseball one is the only way to do Screw that. Screw that. When it gets a little bit closer to high school baseball season, wherever you are, 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 who is the high school baseball player within yeah, 20 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles of you? Well, what, whatever number works for you. Who's actually good? The guy who's actually good. The guy who might get a D1 scholarship. We're not throwing 97. Doesn't matter. Major League Baseball is not all of the baseball that there is in the universe. Maybe you don't even want to do college. Maybe you want to go support the local... Little League. Do that. Do that. Support baseball at the lower levels. Once Rob Manfred gets his whatever he's getting, consider it, whatever. Go for it. You know, be a Cubs fan when the Cubs start playing. Be a Chicago Cubs fan when the Chicago Cubs start playing. But until such point as there is actual baseball going on at the major league level, have your college squad. Have your local squad. Like if you're down near Carbondale, follow SIU. It's not that hard, you know? Oh, gee, I, <coughs> I live eight miles from UIUC's campus. I wonder if they have, yes, they have a baseball team. So does Bradley. 
So does Illinois State. Northwestern has a baseball team. If you're in Chicago and you want to support college baseball in Chicago, I'll give you a hint. UIC might be a better call. Find the team that realistically, logically makes sense for you. Here's an idea. Here's a really stupid idea. Let, 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 let's, let's go with the, uh, let's go with the Carbondale thing. You're, you're down near Carbondale, you know, what, 10 miles away from Carbondale. Just, just for an example. It could be anywhere. 10 miles from Carbondale. Follow the SIU baseball team on Twitter. Ta-da! Something happens, you'll know about it. Now... This week, this month, next month, you'll see a whole bunch of guys in the weight room lifting stuff. Maybe some people talking about honors that they get as far as um, preseason all-conference. Maybe you'll get information on some of the new recruits who are coming in and are going to be being freshmen this season. Have your squad. Have your squad. I seem to have rambled a bit. But the idea of talking about logical trades is a really good one because it educates you. You know what else educates you on baseball? Paying more attention to baseball. I had a game on YouTube from 1966. Maybe it was 1967, 1966, 1967, somewhere in that range. I think it was 67. Listening to the game, and the announcers were hearkening back to a game between the two teams last season in the same venue, um, Mets and Phillies. And this game they referenced from the previous season in that stadium changed Major League Baseball rules. Whoa. Yeah, really. Back then, there were rules, and because of something that happened in a specific game, the rules were changed. I didn't know that. What had happened the year before was there was a pop-up into the dugout and the catcher went into the dugout. Now, back then, it was okay for the player to go into the dugout. And it was okay for the managers and the players to prevent the player from making the catch. So, uh, Gene Mock, as I remember, from what the person was saying or recounting the play from the year before, kind of gave like a forearm shiver into the catcher the catcher's trying to catch the ball. Mock interferes. And the ball lands. And the umpires look at each other. It's like, well, there's no rule against him doing that. <laughs> Manager wiped out the catcher. Prevented the catcher from catching the ball. And there's no rule against it. Two, three days later, Major League Baseball, oh, we probably better change that rule. And the rule was changed. 
when you learn stuff about baseball. You learn stuff about baseball if you care about baseball. YouTube games are out there. Listen to a YouTube game. You decide you're going to be an Oklahoma fan. Find an Oklahoma Sooners game on the YouTube. Watch it. Take some notes. Peyton Graham, what do you think about it? Oklahoma State is on my list. Texas Tech is a great follow. Texas A&M is a great follow. There's a whole lot of really good college baseball programs to follow. Pick one. Whatever it is. LSU. LSU would be a fantastic follow. And Jacob Berry, their presumed first baseman, is going to be among the top 30 guys drafted, probably. And the Cubs are going to have two draft picks in the top 40. Hmm. Maybe Jacob Berry might be a Cub. Maybe. Take the time. Do the research. The two bloggers did the research, did some banter back and forth, learned stuff about other players that they were not entirely familiar with, came up with a cool trade idea. You have, I don't know how many months it's going to be until baseball actually plays, Major League Baseball plays. I have no idea. Minor leagues will start practice in March probably, unless they decide to bump that forward to February. Learn stuff. Take some time. Don't have to do it all in one day. Brew a cup of tea. I'd go cocoa. But brew a cup of tea. Sip your cup of tea. Hmm. If I'm going to choose a team. If I'm going to choose a college baseball team to follow for 2022. No long-term lease. No commitment. Who's the team that I'm going to follow? Probably going to want somebody fairly good. And you might want somebody also, a different team, who's very local. Maybe yeah, maybe not. Do the research. Figure out a squad. My list is coming out in a couple, three hours. Or you can go to Fangraphs and look there. You know, they have it fairly well covered. But you generally can figure out who are the teams that, you know, Georgia. <laughs> There's like nine colleges in Georgia that are all worth following. Which is kind of why people in Georgia, people who are Braves fans, like college baseball, because if they go for a walk for 45 minutes, they accidentally stumble into a good college baseball game. Whereas in Northern Illinois, yeesh, it can get rugged because it's cold and it's tough to develop. It's tough to recruit. Pick a squad nationally. Pick a squad locally. The local squad, go watch them play. Don't get hung up on whether they are 6 and 19 or 19 and 6. Support them. Be supportive. 
You know, like we're supposed to be with people who we're trying to help be supportive. Pick a squat. It's not that hard to do. What's a region? Maybe you once went on a vacation in Oregon and it was fantastic. And you don't want to cheer for Oregon State because you have Luke Heimlich hangover and you refuse to cheer for the Beavers. Cool. Cheer for the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks baseball team. Go for it. Guess what? They have a guy on the list. They have a guy on the list. <coughs> Pick a squad. Pick a squad. Do some research. And as I say in the article, put down that you are the chief correspondent of said player. Chief Cubs draft correspondent for whichever player it is. Put it on your resume. Put it on your resume. Why not? Why is this on your resume? Because I was. Because I was. I think the example I use is Bryce Hubbard. In the uh, article, left-hander from Florida State. If you're the Bryce Hubbard chief correspondent, when I come out with my draft prep article every week, you come out with, this is what Bryce Hubbard did. Went six innings, 87 pitches, six innings, three hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, 87 pitches. Not a worry. He's fine. See how you do that? You learn some stuff. You take about three minutes reading the article. Maybe you listen to a couple innings of him pitching. Yeah, he's up to he's up to ninety-two. He's up to ninety-two. See how that works. Do a little bit of work, a little tiny bit of work, then do a little bit of reporting work. You learn some stuff. Other people learn some stuff. See, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. A lot of the games, a lot of the games, a lot of the games are streamed, video streamed, and the way the world works now, you don't even have to watch it live. Man, the game's starting at 1 o'clock, and I don't get off work until 5. No problem. Game's on Friday. When are you going to bed on Saturday? Oh, probably about 2, 2.30 in the morning. Okay, watch the game at 1. Watch the game at 1 in the morning. You already know what happened. You already know what his numbers are. You're basically looking, how does breaking ball look? The guy that he was playing against that's going in the first round, how did those at-bats go? You know what people want to know. Look into that. Find that. And guess what? You are the chief bleed cubby blue. Pre-arb excellence. Chief Bryce Hubbard. 
draft prep correspondent. Bam! You do some homework. You'll learn some stuff for you. You'll learn some stuff for other people. Everybody wins. This could be a long, long lockout. I don't think either side wants to lose. I don't know that that's possible. So, since neither side wants to lose, I don't know that that's possible. It might be a long one. It might be a long one. And it might get to be February 15th. I think it's February 17th this year. Maybe it's February 19th. Somewhere around there. Friday. What the? Third Friday of February. D1 games begin. Have your squad decided by then. In fact, have your squad decided by well before then. Pick your squad. For instance, let's say you go with Oregon. Let's say you go with Oregon. If you go with Oregon and you start following them this week, what you got to do this week? Who are their three most likely starting pitchers for the 2022 season? Look at their 2021 numbers. Baseball reference is fantastic for that. Were there three guys that look like they're probably coming back? Then match that up against the roster. Do a little bit of reading. Uh, do do the uh, um, player summaries, all that kind of stuff. Who, who are their three likely starting pitchers? Who's their head coach? That's what they call it in college. Who's their pitching coach? Who are their top three returning players? That's plenty of work for one week. That's probably plenty of work for two weeks. You get that work done by the end of December. You've got your team picked out, whoever it is. By the 1st of January, you know who their top three returning players are. You know who their head coach is. You know who their pitching coach is. You know where their pitching coach came from. Has he been a pitching coach for a long time? Maybe he was once in a major league organization. Maybe he's coached some of the players that are in the Cubs pipeline now. Or, or you can sit back and say, no, that's too hard. That's too much work. I don't like baseball that much. I'm not willing to spend 15 minutes a week on a college baseball team to make myself more intelligent on baseball. I'm not that interested in baseball. Okay. That's your option. You can either learn more or you can not learn more. This podcast, Some Things Flow From Others, a cool trade proposition sent me off on a bit of a rant on why you really ought to consider committing to a college baseball team. And maybe, 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 as I note in the podcast, uh, in the article. When you look at my the list of my teams, Cal Poly, Vanderbilt, Texas Tech, Virginia Tech, James Madison, Arkansas, and what was the other one? Blast Furnace. Arkansas, Cal Poly, Vanderbilt, Texas Tech, Virginia Tech, James Madison. Maybe one of those teams is the team you actually want to follow. You want to follow Arkansas. Great. Follow Arkansas. 
have the heck at it. Pot commit to Arkansas. That would be fantastic. They will be a very fun team to follow this year. They'll be a very fun follow follow next year. They'll be a very fun follow the year after that because they bring in talent. They're a squad. They are a squad. Pick a team that intrigues you. Follow them because baseball matters to you. Baseball matters to you. And if you are as tired of Rob Manfred as I am, you don't want to listen to him say a damn word in his life. I don't want to hear him say a damn word in his life. I'd rather listen to baseball games or watch baseball games or research players who are going to be playing in baseball games that aren't going to be impacted by the lockout. Maybe, maybe, maybe college is too much of a reach for you and you would much prefer, much prefer, much prefer to be a South Bend Cubs fan in 2022. Card-carrying member up, go ahead, do that. You can be the chief pre-arb excellence correspondent for the South Bend Cubs or whatever. I'm going to be bouncing back and forth. I'm not going to claim any of the teams specifically because all of them are going to have interesting talent going on. But if you have a squad, follow them. Follow the squad that makes sense for you to follow because baseball is best when you have a squad. I just recently started following Tottenham Hotspur in football. Because I was never going to follow soccer until I had a team. I was never ever, ever going to follow soccer until I had a team. Pick Tottenham. Tottenham. Because they're up, uh, they're the closest team to um, Village Green, which is where the Kinks are from. Ray Davies, or Ray Davis, isn't a Tottenham fan. He prefers Arsenal, but that's beside the point. I needed a team. I took, uh, I went with the Hotspurs. Now that I have a team, I have some stuff to follow. And they have a COVID lockout. So their last two games have been canceled. Their game Thursday is probably going to get canceled. Maybe, 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 maybe. They'll be playing on Sunday. Who knows? Maybe. And I plan to listen to that. I got a team. I got a squad. Are they the right team? Are they the best team? Are they going to... Really not that important. I got a squad. I got a squad. Pick your squad in college. If you got a local team, Division Three, NAIA, Division One, but they're kind of horrible, follow them too. Support them too. But have your squad that I want to do research so I can learn things and I can be smarter at baseball. I can be smarter at stuff. You can look at Excel spreadsheets all day long. But unless you have any concept of what's actually out there in college. If a pitcher's throwing 93, is that good? See, we know that in the majors now. Back then, in the games I'm listening to on YouTube, nobody talked about radar guns. Nobody talked about radar guns. Yeah, announcers will go entire months without talking about 
Oh, this guy threw 92. Nobody talked about it. How fast were guys throwing in the early 70s? Nobody has any idea. There were no radar guns. And guess what? The game was fine without them. The game was fine without them for the general public. Is it better now? Eh, yeah, probably. Maybe. But a lot of stuff gets bogged down talking about stuff like um, velocity instead of stories. 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 Have a squad. Have a squad. Learn the players on the squad. Learn the things that make sense to you, that are reasonable to you, that are entertaining to you, and go from there. Whichever team it is. And if you pick the wrong team, it's like, shit, I took the wrong team. Next year, change. Heck, people do that all the time with NBA teams. The reason they changed is because their favorite player got traded or became a free agent or whatever. Pick a squad. Learn stuff. Learn stuff. Learn stuff. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably might enjoy baseball a little tiny bit. That or else you're supporting me well beyond well beyond the standard. Um, pick a squad. Whatever it is, it really doesn't matter. Pick Dallas Baptist. Get the Ben Zobris thing and the Burl Caraway thing going on. and Perfectly fine school. Whatever. Pick whoever you want to follow. Get to know the players on that team. Who are the three or four best players? Who are the three or four most likely to be drafted? Who's the guys that are going to be the starters on the weekends? Who's the head coach? Who's the pitching coach? Just learn stuff. Learn stuff, learn stuff. Then start looking the next week, first week of January. Look at their schedule. Who's their games that they got coming up against? Who's their pivotal conference matchup? Who's the team that they have to... All that kind of stuff. You have all the time in the world to learn about baseball if you want to. You don't want to, then you don't. I'm thinking maybe a couple of you might want to learn about baseball. Pick a squad is the first step. Thanks for stopping by.